You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Before we get to the show today, we've got our first real partner sponsor, Great Lakes Girya. So Girya is the Russian word for kettlebell. They have kettlebells in stock, which I know is a big issue in a lot of places. Really high quality bells, the Russian hard style, that range from as little as four kilos up to 96 kilos. Really love the quality, handles are great. The part that's great is we got you a 5% discount. So if you go to greatlakesgearya.com, if you're here in Canada, or in the United States, it's us.greatlakesgearia.com, and use the promo code LiveWild at checkout, you'll get 5% off. Um, and in addition to kettlebells, they have barbells, they have squat racks, they have dumbbells, maces, weighted clubs, chin-up bars, whole collection of gear. So uh, don't forget, if you want to get in shape, don't count on the gyms. They keep having to close. So set your gym up at home now and save some money on it. Today's episode is called Dirtbag Timeshare. <laughs> and we'll get into explaining why that is. But uh, every year, Catherine and I do a uh, Thanksgiving trip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and th- this is sort of one of those things where a where, uh, little piece of advice for people. If you work in a job where you can use your vacation, you don't have to use like, like if you get to say two weeks vacation where you got to use like whole weeks at a time. Right. Um, one of the things that uh, we do is use long weekends and add some vacation days. And it turns it into, uh, you know, longer chunks of time. And so you can do those more frequently. Yeah. And for people who are not in, um, I guess, office jobs, um, sometimes you may be able to request your weekends in such a way that you get them back to back, like four days off in a row. Yes. And that's because, uh, you know, I think by now everybody knows I work for sale, like the outdoor store. And so I'm working retail. That's why I date them. Yeah, <laughs> for the discount. Uh, so one of the things that I'll regularly do is when we do our trips is request the Saturday and Sunday of one week as my days off. And then if it's a long weekend, then I get, like, say, the Monday off. And then I request them Tuesday and Wednesday uh, of the following week as my days off. And what I end up with is five days off in a row and I haven't used a single vacation day. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Anyway. It, it's a trick that we do to get more frequent, uh, you know, longer trips. You know, doing them multiple times a year. Like six, eight. Uh, it's sort of kind of thing that we aim for. So we're in a situation where typically we would go down to the Adirondacks. I think that's what we've been doing. For yeah, the last past bunch few of years. years. Yeah. Uh, last year we went to Gatineau with the kids. This year we were sans kids, mm-hmm. which means we can do more aggressive and adventurous stuff. Um, so we can't at this point cross the border by car to the US. 
So we said, hey, you know, we were toying around the idea of Lake Superior, which is pretty far, um, or Val David, which is just south of Mont Tremblant and north of Montreal in the Laurentians. We decided to go there. I know the area. Um, I used to go to an ashram for yoga uh, many years ago. And, uh, you know, you're definitely speaking French there. It's a lot of fun. But we decided to go there. But the way we approached it, which I was a little bit, I, I, I wasn't a bit, I was hesitant to do was wing it. Mm-hmm. as far as accommodations go. But it was awesome. Yeah. So basically we did a little bit of research um, with the idea that once you're kind of like north of Tremblant, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. So worst case scenario, we could find something. <laughs> you know, just a you know a dead end dirt road and, you know, uh, basically dirtbag car camp. Yeah, I got a Honda CRV 2017 used car. And I specifically, when I was shopping for a car, made sure I could get into the trunk, the hatch. That we could sleep. It's big enough for us to sleep. Yeah, in. I always I looked at it for how much cargo space and, and is there possible, how could you sleep in this car? Mm-hmm. So um, that's one alternative option. Um, but going back to why I was hesitant to do that in Ontario is because there isn't a lot of infrastructure for camping unless you go to Crown Land, which I've, I know one location, but um, to, it's just not that popular in Ontario. And if there is, there's a lot of bugs. And um, yeah, so... Uh, it's it, unlike the U.S., right? The U.S. has got a ton of it. It's easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I just haven't attempted to do it. So I was hesitant. I thought, okay, well, fuck it. We can sleep in the car. Yeah. But we also have hammock tents. So it's very easy to, you know, go down a dirt road. Go off into the forest a little bit. And yeah. Make a camp. Exactly. Just, you know, camp in, camp out. And it's very easy to set up and, and whatnot um, and go to bed. So, uh, yeah. And so one of the things I'd researched, though, is a place called, well, two places. One called the Lac Beauceau, um, and another called Montaigne d'Argent, which is Silver Mountain. And based on my research, these are um, places you pay for, but it's cheap. Um, and they're they're campgrounds at climbing crags. So we came back saying, "Hey, everybody, we got a timeshare." Yeah, <laughs> and people were like, "Well, really, where?" And we're like, "We've got access to a mountain <laughs> and climbing and hiking. Hey, they do highlining there too. Um, they've got uh, campsites at the crags." Yeah, but see, the the cool part we ran into, we figured, okay, we'll. Uh, you know, go and check it out. Yeah. And we went and checked it out. And so we went in and talked to the nice gentleman, Patrick. Patrick. Um, Shout out to Patrick. And it turns out for 70 bucks a year or 130 bucks a year for a couple, you get unlimited access. And it's first come, so they have at the one site, Thir- Mont d'Argent. Yeah, 38 um, campsites. Yeah, something like that. It's first come, first serve. Apparently in the summer, 
I don't know if we should give this away. <laughs> in the summer, um, you know, you come Friday morning, you've got it. No worries. Yeah, the weekend, the weekdays are fine. The weekends are busy. Yeah, but the, yeah, but in terms, it's not oversubscribed, which is huge, right? Because at this point, they're like, yeah, you just come and it's first come, first serve. And how long, what's the maximum amount of time you can stay? It's unlimited. Yeah, you pay. What? <laughs> yeah. So there's people that like live there for the summer. They do. Yeah. Because uh, there's... <laughs> And so, so that's why we call it our dirtbag timeshare. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, you know, obviously we have to share it with other people. They have um, washrooms with lights, like they're Johnny on the spots, but they're fairly nice. Yeah, lights and their showers. They they uh, this, this place is awesome. Um, we call it the dirtbag timeshare because of these extra features. Um, but to most people, they still wouldn't want to do it. Um, but as a camper, this is an upgrade. So yeah. you've got, and I think the showers are heated. The one shower's heated and one's cold. Right. And then they have a sauna. A wood-fired sauna. Yeah. And then they have a, a, a shower right beside it. So if you want to do, from with water from the lakes, so if you want to do the cold water, hot water, you know. Um, hot sauna. Hot sauna. You can do that spa-like treatment all year round. They have two, at this particular site, they have two cabins one sleeps 20 people the other one sleeps six the 20 people is a two floor and they have a kitchen um they're heated they're so heated you you've the got winter. the stove right unlimited firewood like it's just there like it's 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 amazing like this is i think it's about 30 years old mm-hmm. and the town seems to own it um and it's not for profit run um they've got a gear like a well, they got a uh, uh, rock and ice climbing um, school or instructors operate out of there. Yeah. Uh, so all the so, gears there, you can rent it. Yeah, you can rent gear. You can also take classes for both like rock climbing and ice climbing in the winter. They actually make their own ice climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a uh, system where a couple of the cliffs... Um, in the wintertime, um, they flood them. So you're guaranteed to have good ice to climb. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, there's a, a, a couple of them that have uh, um, a clifftop access with a steel cable running along. So if you want to rig up top ropes, you clip yourself in and then you can walk out along the top of the cliff safely um, and rig your top rope for whether it's rock climbing or for uh, ice climbing in the wintertime, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and they allow highliners, which if you've ever seen a slack line, you know, like we put in the backyard, you know, that's like two feet off the ground. Um, a high line is a slack line that is rigged over, you know, between two corners of a cliff yeah. or, or across a canyon. Hundreds of feet long. Now, those lines are not theirs, were they? Were they? I think it belonged to the people. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they allow people to set them up. Yeah. So these people had three of them set up. Well, that was three on the front. And then they, the bigger canyon in the back, like up on the side of the mountain, or right. like up on the. Yeah. They had like a 600 foot one set up. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were amazing. Actually, we got it on video. Yeah. We'll post it. We'll post it. Um, for quite a while, I think it was like a two-minute video I took. Yeah, 
watching the guy. It was fun. I've never seen that before. I've only seen it on TV. But, you know, I think it just, we've given you quite a bit. Um, and I asked them, I said, what is it? What's the cost for kids? Oh, it's free to stay there. Yeah, if they're under 14. Is it under 14? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, they're so welcoming. Um, they're so relaxed and cool, like chilled. And he even said that, because um, I asked about volunteering there, like other opportunities to volunteer and help. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and goes, I even sometimes give a bag to people. And if they uh, get them pick up whatever they see, like I'll let them go in for free. Because otherwise, that's a hiker. You pay, I think, $7 per person. And as a climber, you pay $14 a day to yeah. access. And it's not, you know, there's there's so many climbs. I'm not, how many climbs did you see in the guidebook? Uh, it's about 200. 200. So it's quite a few. Yeah. Um, some are as low as probably, I don't know. Five nothing. <laughs> you know. like Right. In terms of rating. Yeah. And they go up as high as five. Uh, they've got some 513s. Yeah. But as far as height. Oh. Uh, um, on this particular area you know they're like about a like the tallest stuff's about 180 feet high yeah so multi-pitch right you know not Um, not huge slab climbing it's all granite of course um yeah there's slab there's vertical there's overhangs a lot of granite cracks um you have both sport bolted sport climbing yes and tread Uh, yeah and then the opportunity to do top rope yeah in a number of the cliffs yeah um, they're all anchored. Yeah. They all have nice bolted anchors. Yeah. So um, cleaning you, you found the sport ones that we were climbing. We only did a few. Um, we're pretty, uh, pretty much would sew it up when you clip into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like every two feet, you, you know. know? Yeah. Like the, the, they're it modern, varies. they're modern routes. Yeah. Um, but like the, the slab we did the third day. Right. Um, the sport one was a little spicy. It was. The, it just it, there was one. It wasn't a massive run out, but but it was interesting. I yeah. was I was nervous, and I was on top rope, and not that I should be, you know. But for some reason, um, Chapapon slabs seem easier, as far as honestly, yeah. And that's like eight hundred feet, but um, it just seemed easier to climb. This was harder for me. I don't yeah. know why, but well, it's, cause it, but, but they were harder climbs. Yeah. It did seem harder as a yeah. slab it, 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 definitely harder than what was in red rocks Yeah, that I climbed or what we climbed. So, um, and it, you know, for us, it, it, so that we obviously, if you're listening to this later on, we went in the fall mm-hmm. around our Canadian Thanksgiving. So October 10th to the 14th, something like that. Um, and it had been raining the day before. So we got lucky. Uh, when we arrived, we uh, were basically going to climb, I think, the next or that same day later on in the afternoon once we knew it had it dried up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I, I'm not sure how tall the mountain is. Do you know? Haven't I had I, I guesstimate? Um, all told, like... Now, obviously, this isn't the cliff faces for climbing, but it, they've also got some like really fun, rugged hiking routes in yeah. there that can take five or six hours. Yeah. Um, and I think all told is about a thousand feet of elevation gain. Is it? Okay. Like, to get right to the summit. Yeah. So we did the short uh, hike 
facile, uh, easy hike, which is not easy um, by our standards. Here it would probably be what? Moderate? Well, we've gotten, I think in Ontario. Not like, climbing, not rock climbing. No, I'm no, talking but about hike. hiking. Yeah. yeah, no, that that hike would be considered like a, a, an advanced or hard hike for anything we have in Ontario. Yes. Because we have nothing like that. Yeah, because there were some ropes. Um, rock scrambling up slabs. Uh, some narrow, you know, close, more narrow ledges and nothing major, but um, it was good. I mean, I would definitely take your hiking poles um, more so for the coming down and mm-hmm than anything else i mean i i people know i have knee problems so i actually felt it because i haven't done any kind of hiking that conditions my knees as far as like the all the little muscles yeah so it really tired my knees out and in fact today i went on a weighted hike and i can feel it my knees now so that extra pressure impact um but it was fun it's it would be a definite fun one to take kids and i saw a lot of people you know hikers with their little shih tzus on this mm-hmm. particular hike and probably got more than they bargained for. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a great way to see the lay of the land. Yeah. Um, they had little canyons, big canyons, you know, um, signage of the rock climbing, uh, crags and particular, yeah, the crags were fantastic. Yeah. Um, they have the, guidebooks like in a really well developed guy, like a well illustrated guidebook. Mm-hmm. for sale right at the campsite yeah um for 20 bucks yeah and sometimes like if they're not there you know they just say uh you know you obviously park on the side of the road lots of parking there's no issues with parking yeah uh, and at the, they even have like an electric vehicle recharging station yeah and they even have like if there's nobody there for camp you know to pay your get your admission and you just email them your um address your license plate number and then they'll contact you and then you actually you send them payment by email yeah so it's e-transfer mm-hmm. right um there's a lot of the honor system you know what was really interesting i saw some differences um right away and we did a lot of mountain biking a lot of like outdoor stuff yeah. right hardly any litter mm-hmm. compared I, to ontario oh my god you know they truly do take care of their outdoors and this was a busy place yeah because tons of people coming in yeah because as far as the hikers coming in um especially like uh sunday and monday yeah like because it was the holiday yeah um it was just people 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 yeah right um and then uh you know and you could always tell like there was the hiker hikers Right, that had you know, they looked equipped properly. Uh, the occasional trail runner, because um, they're in with their little shorts, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, their Solomon uh, uh, Speed Cross trail running shoes, yeah, um, and their little little belts and little packs, yeah, you the know. water, yeah, yeah, um, and then you could see like the people in there with like Nike shoes, <laughs> you know, like sneakers. <laughs> Yeah. And yoga pants. And it's like, uh, well, uh, have fun on the leaf covered <laughs> trail. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was slippery from having all the rain, but and lots the, of and, leaves. And the leaves down. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing, like, back to sort of the dirtbag uh, timeshare idea, the thing that, that's really cool is you pay for the one location 
and you get access to um, Montargent, Lac Beauceau, and Mont Gervais. Uh, so you've got camping at the two, like at the lake and at the mountain. And then you get um, climbing access at all three. Yeah, Patrick's the one that um, developed the Lac Beauceau. Yeah. Which was pretty cool to chat with him. Um, but, oh yeah, like uh, Winston was like his, uh, he was all giddy. <laughs> it was like Christmas. <laughs> He's like, <gasps> you could just see all the light bulbs going off. It's like, oh my God, uh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, well, and you run into the thing where, um, where we camped. Yeah. Literally, I could, you know, throw a baseball and hit the cliff. Yeah, we were probably just 50 feet from yeah. the wall. Yeah. You know? So, like, our first day of climbing literally was uh, walk over, you know, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm getting ready, and it's like, oh, I forgot this. Can you go grab it, Catherine? And literally, <laughs> you know, it took her a minute to go back and grab a bottle of water or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, um, and even the approach <laughs> from the parking lot. Um, it is a, a steep climb, but it's probably, I don't know. 100 meters. 100 meters, which is good for you, right? Steep climbs. Um, it was, you know, and, and actually, uh, if you have a van, a lot of people just slept in the parking lot. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. There's no no overnight. like, And that, that it's just that mentality. And this is just one place. Yeah. And apparently there's not many places like this. In Quebec, there's a few others, but... Um. Oh, totally. Like you don't even have to pay the membership, but I I think it's, you know, you're supporting them. Um, it is great infrastructure, right? Um, this is the cleanest I felt on a camping trip. <laughs> Didn't shower, right, for five days, and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, they have this amazing hand sanitizer. <laughs> it smells so. Yeah, good. we tried to find it because it. <laughs> actually went to walmart like it's for it it smelled so like it's called wish yeah um it smelled so good that like i would like dab some on my neck like cologne it's like leave it to the fucking french right <laughs> you know <laughs> to make things add some perfume to their sanitizer you know like yeah. i'll put it in my armpits like i didn't bring deodorant because i'm camping so oh it's perfect <laughs> yeah it's like i don't stink yeah and um but like we said oh okay, so at each of the campsites they're all raised it's like a yeah, platform, like on a platform and they're with flat. sand yeah. So it's not hard. And they all have a picnic table. Yeah, they all have a picnic table. You can't have a campfire. That's at, the downside at your campsite. However, it, um, the campground has one big communal fire pit that's covered. And, and you can cook on it. They supply the firewood. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And it's they all su- protected. So, and there's a, what's kind of cool is in the sort of central communal area, um, you run into the thing where there's a bunch of ginormous tarped up areas. Mm-hmm. So if it was raining, you've got like picnic tables. Oh you yeah, can they sit have a foosball. Or, yeah, they had a foosball table like out in the open, you know, under tarp. So if it was raining, you can sit and play foosball. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's just, they thought of everything. And um, what else? They... Yeah, I, so then you've got the cabins, as as we were talking a bit about earlier. One sleeps 20 and the other one sleeps six. The one that sleeps 20 is right in that area. It's two-story and um, heated, you know, it's heated with a wood stove. 
But um, it's that one you do pay. Um, for the non-member, it's $35 per person per night. For the member, it's $25 per person yep. per night. Um, and then the other one, same thing, even though it's smaller, but it's more secluded. It's actually very pretty. It's got a very nice view of you're you're on a cliff uh, of the um, valley a bit. And then uh, you do have your own fire pit. So they have like a a kitchen, you know, and then it's just... And a wood stove. Yeah, you sleep right in that one. It's just one room. Room. Yeah. Um, And it it only sleeps six. So if if you've got a couple of friends, right, you've got got the thing to yourselves. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's only like a two-minute walk, you know, 500 meters to the main area. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the Lac Beauceau, uh, which what's really cool with it is uh, when you pull in, they have some cabins and that kind of thing that rent the same way. Mm-hmm. But there's like a lake if you want to go canoeing with or kayaking. Duck, and you can rent canoes and kayaks, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a whole pile of campsites along the same idea along the, the lake shore. And then, you know... It's a it's a ten minute walk into the cliffs, uh, or a five minute by boat. Yeah, if you want to canoe across the lake. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, sounds pretty cool. We were mm-hmm. pretty excited. We're already looking at winter time. Yeah, I've never done ice climbing. I think that'd be fun to try. Mm-hmm. Um, the people are pretty sweet. I'm already, I'm still thinking in French. Pretty cool. Um, that's what that means. Um, which I love. I love practicing my French, but I just find people are really warmer in Quebec. Um, that's my take. Yeah. Well, and the the thing too that that really worked out well for us because this trip we were um, mountain biking and rock climbing. Mm. Um. So where Mont d'Argent, like the the park, is located. We were 10 minutes from Mount Tremblant. Um, and so one day we went into Tremblant. And mm. if you look on Trail Forks, and this is for mountain biking, if you look on trailforks.com um, um, and, you know, zoom in and look, uh, one of the places to park, um, like a trailhead, if you want to call it, is like the visitor center. Mm-hmm. So it's not some like weird off out of the way place or anything. Literally you park at the visitor center and there's a bike shop like two doors down. If you have an issue, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you then we get kitted up and you literally, the trail leaves out of the parking lot. (coughs) That Um, was pretty cool because we actually did come into the resort area massive traffic yeah which means no parking right so super easy access and we were talking about earlier like it's it really is quite impressive um like we didn't even get to the mountain we just got to the edge of it um we did go up some hills and some but not the not the mont tremblant mountain yeah yeah we we basically got to the outskirts of the resort and we could have ridden into it like there's trails that link into it right um We, we crossed um La Riviere Diable, the yeah. Devil River, um, that Scandinavian spa is on. Um, but anyways, we uh, just the infrastructure that they have, like it, the whole city is connected by by trail system. Yeah, and it's like 
they've got sort of the the pedestrian paved rail trail type things, mm-hmm. right? And yes. there's a bunch of those, but all the woods on either side are covered in mountain bike trails. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's all the people on the on the you know the paved trail. Yeah. And we would like come out of the woods and cross it and go back in the woods, <laughs> like the trails crisscross. Uh, yeah. You know, and it, beautiful quality trails, well maintained. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of fun stuff, roots and rocks and rock slabs and uh, bridges and, and features, stunts and jumps and <coughs> you know berms and you know just really well built trails. Yeah, everybody there in the parking lot had nicer bikes. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're the poor's. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you like tell that you know everybody comes there is into it. Um, so that was where we rode the first day. Uh, and then, you know, when you, when you look in that area on trail forks, it's like, uh, Val David and Val Moran municipal park. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountains are covered in trails that are open for mountain biking. So they're about a half hour South of Montremblant on your way to Montreal. Yeah. And there are these little villages. Honestly, when you drive through it, it just, you relax. Like it's just... Like the whole area is beautiful, right? But in particular, it's just so quaint because it's very hilly. It's like like valleys, mm-hmm. um, and the H- homes hence the are va- s- the Val part of the Val David yeah. and the Val Moran. Yeah, <laughs> and the homes are just so unique. You see homes with stone towers, and just they're old, right? So it looks it's, like it, weird little castles and things. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting, and it has developed quite a bit since I had been there last, maybe four or five years ago. Um, they have the rail trail it's about 150 180 kilometers called le petit train de nord and it's paved and it's so paved. you could you could do like a uh if you know getting dirty mountain biking doesn't suit you you could do a with your road bike yeah um go from one end to the other you could rollerblade heck yeah <laughs> um but go from like little village to little village and like stay at you know Bed and breakfasts. Yeah, there's services to move your luggage along if you don't have bike, you know, touring uh, gear to Mm -hmm. pack it on. Um, They'll even shuttle you from one end or part, you know, and then you you ride back. So uh, I actually would like to do that. I know that's not your cup of tea, but it's something that I'd probably do either on my own or with a friend. Um, Spend five days just as a chilling, relaxing thing. I like I said I have been to the ashram Camp Shivananda in Valmora, and um, it's, it's interesting. Um, they have a lake down there. Um, they too also, by the way, um, also offer skis for free at their Camp Shivananda. Great food. Um, but anyhow, uh, it's it's just I, I I've skied there in the winter cross-country skied on that same trail mm-hmm. and they have like little cafes and restaurants just right on that because they know it's a tourist mecca yeah um really good food um so i find i think it would almost be like a i don't know the equivalent of a spa for it's a fitness spa it's like a fitness spa like right. where you, cleansing where you, where you eat well you relax you de-stress you, but you're actually getting exercise every but day. you're not really pushing yourself like um anaerobically maybe more in endurance if it's longer than you normally ride for you know yeah. i've never done 180 kilometers um in a few days i think the most i've done is 50 
mm-hmm. mountain mountain biking specifically. Yeah, which right? is or fifteen one day rule, but. But anyways, the point is, is that it's leisure. Yeah. And you and you go and check out the areas. And there's horseback riding. There's there's everything. The lake is beautiful if you want to swim in it. Um, it's extremely, extremely relaxing. Yeah. And there's... It, for uh, basically anybody that's outdoorsy, right? So if you mountain bike, it's a mecca, right? They have a mm. World Cup mountain bike race, both like cross-country and downhill races, uh, Tremblant itself. Uh, then, uh, you know, Val David, um, that park there has both, uh, you know, amazing mountain biking, but then also uh, Val David is full of rock, right? So, um, like on Mount Caesar and uh, a few of the other mountains in there have a bunch of big rock faces. So it's like a rock climbing destination as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you do pay to get in, like pay for access, but it's eight bucks a day. Um, so it's not crazy expensive. Um, and you can get season passes, blah, blah, if you're going to go up all the time. Um, then where we went uh, a little bit further south. Yeah, uh, La Belle Neige. The, and- g- the good snow. Beautiful snow. Beautiful snow. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. And, and by the way, like you're going to have to assume in court, according to Southwestern Ontario grading for mountain biking, it's harder there. So it's harder there, but they say it's easy or it's moderate when it's moderate. There is like a double black here. <laughs> so we did La, La Belle Neige, La Belle Neige, and it was your hardest um, trail mountain biking trail for heart rate. Yeah, because um, it started with one kilometer of ascent. technical climbing uphill. Oh, and I was out, like, of the, out of the parking lot. Yeah, so you're like not even warmed up. You're like, holy fuck! It just went up because it it's not a ski resort but a ski area. Yeah, like it's got you know so Hallies. yeah. Um, so it's a, a mountain that they downhill ski on. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, if Tremblant's the fancy one with the chalets and the expensive restaurants and, you know, the ski bunnies mm-hmm. and, you know, everything. This is kind of the local, you know, kind of, uh, you know, ghetto ski area. Yes. Right. You know, it's got chair lifts and stuff. But yeah. It, but it's not all fancy foo-foo. Yeah. You know. Um, and so it, it's a thing you run into with say from the mountain biking standpoint, you feel you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, totally. Every now and again, you cross like a chairlift or something when we were out there. Yeah. Um, you come out of the woods and it's like, oh yeah, I guess we are at a ski resort. Um, but it was one of those things like uh, the easy trails. Um, anybody who rides like the Hydrocut, you know, Puss Lynch, Kelso, you know, anybody in Ontario that knows those, um uh Adams run it uh the hydro cut they they label as like a double black or you know on trail yeah. forks it'd be a red yeah um that's like the intermediate trails here oh yeah <laughs> so i've never done that grading before i think i've just i've just done black i've done a red but mm-hmm. that was that was more on uh rocks yeah you know Anyway, and you can't go fast there anyway. But um, 
oh man, even as like a, a newer rider, I've been riding for a year now. Um, great mentorship, so I've probably progressed more than most people, but nevertheless, um, it was fun. I felt I feel very comfortable going down now. Um, it's the climbs, and the climbs don't scare me. Um, I'm not worried about falling or anything like that. So I feel like I'm in complete control. So um, you can do all of these. You just don't do the jumps or some of the features, right? Because you're not used to it. Or you try some things like the race platforms. I tried a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one run called Yogi. <laughs> it's the hardest run I've ever done. It's not um, physically demanding. I, I, I find I'm, I, I guess the training we've been doing has been great for me. But there's a lot of technical, there's a lot of obstacles. So rocks and roots and, you know, you're, if you're climbing, you are climbing up. So you're having to almost like jump your bike. Like over stuff to keep Over stuff and there's boulders and, you know, it's definitely picking your lines. And so I actually um, recorded it. I have a GoPro chest, a uh, chest strap with a GoPro on it. So I did record it. We'll share that. Um, I fell on that two kilometer trail four times, um, loss of momentum, right? A couple times I got off the trail, you know, slightly, um, but it was fine. Twice I wrapped my handlebar into a tree, but I stopped, I managed to stop right away. Um, oh yeah, like, but I was giddy. I was so giddy with, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this, like the, I think I think I said that in the video. Like this is so much fun. <laughs> I kept saying that over and over again. Well, the trails, like, they're just unrelenting. But they're not defeating. No, but they're like it, it's one of those things. It's like the challenges just keep coming. Yeah, you know, but, it, but it, it is doable. It's oh, just yeah. practice. You know. Yeah. Um. But but just the a lot of times what you'll get with our types of trails is there'll be features, right? And the hard feature is what gets it its grade. But everything between the features isn't really that much. Oh, this was just nonstop. Yeah. Plus we had, because of the time of year, um, while in Toronto area, you have a few leaves on the ground. There they have like half the leaves on the ground. Yeah. And it's a little bit wet. So you're having to contend with that. Not even certain what you're riding over. So yeah. you can't go as, you know, full, full on. But um, oh, it was it was a lot of fun. They even had these berms. Uh, this one berm was the rock. Like the rock just was shaped like a berm. It was just smooth, and they turned it into that. Yeah, they built like ramps into in and out of up it up into the wall ride of like a wall of rock. It you was, know? and the and the rock was like about six feet high. Yeah, you know. Um, and then there was the one with the ramps that went up on that giant one that was just we didn't ride it. It's probably 10 feet high and then you could just jump off of it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was insane. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't like you had to hit it just right because you had to have a bit of speed to launch because you can't roll off of it like front wheel down. Yeah. Or you just like smash into the ground. Like the amount of work that's gone into that particular, I'd be curious if that's like common, but it just seemed like uh, a, a mountain biking area that wasn't busy, all that busy. Uh, yeah, because I think it's funny because there was a lot of people in the parking lot. There were hikers, but there was a few bike. You know, there were yeah, but you didn't see them. Yeah, like we saw that two girls, two girls, those two older men, one person. That's it, like five people. Yeah, in the two hours that we were there, how many kilometers of trails? Uh, like about forty. 
Yeah. And, and that's not counting then the connector trail that goes to a whole other park that there was like a, a black that connected to another park about a kilometer away. We didn't even look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives you the impression with the way it was it presented itself in the parking lot with the signage that this wasn't a big mountain biking circuit. It was just a place to go. But it was so impressive mm-hmm. what they had. Yeah, and we didn't even do like, uh, obviously they, because they have like one loop that went out that we didn't do because they had graded it black. Um, you know, which would be... Would have been fun to just see. But that was the Quebec Cup. Yeah. Like part of the Quebec Cup course. Um, and we didn't even touch that one. Yeah. Right? Because if if the green and the blue trails... <laughs> or what they are we're challenging yeah you know it's like and oh, fun yeah. yeah you know i i didn't want to get i wanted you to have fun not get over your head where you're just like fuck this and throw your bike in the woods um i've never had that i've never ever had no. that reaction no you're that's Hudson, like Hudson's reaction. <laughs> amanda too is yeah Hudson yeah. actually did it um yeah i've never had that reaction even at the beginning, fortunately, our training, I think, and the weight loss has really helped me. Like, I, I really feel the difference of agility mm-hmm. that, yeah, this is hard. Had the whole thing had been like a sense like that, I would have been like, okay, I'm done. I, I, just, I just physically can't continue mm-hmm. for like more than an hour of this, maybe mm-hmm. 45 minutes, probably. That's it. Um, But. I kind of just treat it as, hey, you know, this is, and I, even with that hill climb, I'm like, you know what, this is something new. It just, like, I really don't like mountain biking up a hill on sand. Like who does, Mm -hmm. right? Dirt and sand, like it's hard, but it's good resistance training, you know? And that's how I kind of just look at it. It's like, you know what, this is what makes a good rider. All the the variety of uh, terrain and, technical you know the 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 features and so just take it and do it and even if you suck at it you'll get better Mm -hmm. i did notice that i think when i went to post lunch today um my riding progressed because of this trip so you know it's it's just exposure yeah and then we you know on our way up before we came into quebec we were just east of uh bon and we did an old traditional mountain biking trail in other words no dirt trails it was just like grass and moss covered rocks and we were literally in some cases bushwhacking yeah and crossing beaver dam and covering like a really questionable beaver dam we're like uh if i was backpacking i'd be unclipping my backpack should i unclip my bladder yeah. <laughs> it's just habit right yeah because well. that that's the shambo mecca uh lake trails okay um so again you can these are trails i discovered only on trail forks. Like if you check out the all trails app, they're not on there. Mm. They're not on open street maps. Like a lot of the other resources that I use mm-hmm. to find trails. Um, they're not on any of those. Like it's an interesting story. Cause a guy uh, starting like 35 years ago wanted cross country ski trails mm-hmm. um, in that area. And any of the, cause it's a chunk of crown land. And any of the, the, when he would cut trail to ski on, 
then snowmobiles would come along and wreck it. So he figured if he if he made his own trails in the woods mm-hmm. um, that were kind of like too inaccessible for snowmobiles, mm-hmm. then he would still have his nice trails to ski on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was making the trails in the summer uh, and I guess at some point figured, hey, wait, it's way easier to get in on a mountain bike. You know, and this is sort of when mountain bikes sort of just started. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now they're there for people to mountain bike and uh, ski on in the winter. Yeah. Cause, um, and, and, and that's the other thing. Like a lot of these trails are also for snowshoeing. Yeah. You could see the signs for that. Um, you know, it truly is a remarkable place. And it's so great to see that they do share. Because I know a lot of people... And they had fat, fat bike trails too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in some locations, like no, this is just mountain biking. And yeah, so with the uh, Shambomeca Lake, um, they specifically ask in the winter only to ski, and they even like if you read the description on Trail Forks, mm-hmm. like what type of skis to use, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that you don't wreck the trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. At Belniege, they had like specific trails for fat biking, for snowshoeing. Uh, you know, so when the winter comes around, it's like these are your trails that you fat bike on. Yeah, these yeah. are your trails because you know if if Otherwise somebody you fuck it up. Yeah, um, for people, right? You know, so uh, and it's the same thing at uh, Mont Argent. They had uh, like signs marked for snowshoe trails. Mm. Um, and so that, that's that kind of thing, which is pretty cool, right? Like it's a four season, Mm -hmm. um, really it's only spring that sucks. (laughs) Because of all the mud and rain. Yeah. Yeah. Until it dries out. It's, you know, uh, the food was okay. I was just going to say in terms of, I mean, there's always good food if you know where to go. And I don't think we went to the bed. We only ate out twice. Otherwise we had like peanut butter and sandwiches and dehydrated meals dehydrated like our camping meals. food yeah um yeah but if you think about uh the beer was good yeah um That's the best part yeah because we went to that italian restaurant yeah i wouldn't go back you know uh, i make better caesar salad you do uh, much better, actually. Uh, and then like tonight we had a great meal for like 15 bucks you know and i'm just cheap um, <laughs> Hey, we, we, we should probably get more into budget stuff because like it truly is like, you know, and then there's the value. So basically what we're saying is amazing value. Yeah. Amazing amenities, access, location was like, you know, of Mont d'Argent to Tremblant, it's like 15, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So at any point, if you want to go get some beer, go eat out, you know, do something different, um, whatever, it's there. Um which is nice when you're doing a lot of like photography of electronics, like you can go quickly charge things. And Mm -hmm. that was actually, we had that down, nailed down, no problem. So for us, we also found because of weather, right? Like it was rainy. Um, We had an interesting setup when we, when it was raining in Gatineau, we stayed at the provincial park where we have two hammock tents. We put them on the same trees and then we just had one tarp. Over one them. tarp. So the only thing that gets wet is the tarp. 
And if you can imagine, and we backed, we had the, we had it really close to like within a couple feet to the hatch of the car. So you could pop the hatch and, uh, you know, if it's raining, just eat there, change under there, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but because I'm trying to remember, it was raining when we left. Yes. It wasn't difficult at all. No. It was, and it was like a misty rain. It, yeah, it wasn't although, pouring. Although at one point it was pouring rain quite a bit. Yeah. So then we took a break. I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, yeah, it was pretty quick. So I actually prefer that if you have the option or are thinking about it. Like that was another really interesting feature was in rain conditions, how easy it was to keep things dry Yeah, and pack up. And that's where the other thing would be if you are in a tent, and as long as it's not a giant tent, um, if you get yourself like some good nylon tarps, like that are pretty big, you could do instead of over the hammocks like we did, you could do it over your tent and everything could be packed up. Um, and then the only thing you have that's wet is the tarp itself. Right. And you can be outside your tent. Uh, yeah. and yeah, you know, you're not in the rain. So one of the things that we're going to upgrade is I'm going to get a Thule rooftop uh, cargo carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they're not in right now. And I get the larger XL. What kind? Uh, the Force XT. XT. Um, that will make a massive difference. Because to put all, our stuff. Of, all of our gear can go in the cargo box. Yeah. So then the vehicle's open to sleep in. So we took each a climbing pack and in my climbing pack i put my cycling clothes and gear as well um and then i had my backpack which had all my camping gear and clothes um so i kept it so as you said like just have everything in systems you know exactly where it is um and then we had a bin of dry food we had our bear canisters which (laughs) funny enough there were no bears in these areas. I was like, there was none of the, you know, hang your food or anything, like nothing, mm. which, you know, is convenient, but it's, did, also, it's also disturbing, actually. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's like, where did the animals go? Yeah, there was raccoons. In Gatineau, there was, I saw nothing. I didn't even see snakes. Nothing. Nothing in Mont d'Argent. It's almost creepy. Yeah, maybe it's just like the people said, too many people around. It's hard to believe when you have those kind of forests. Yeah. I don't know. I'm call it bullshit. Yeah. You know, there'll be something around. Yeah. You know, um, but it was funny because like uh, on our way up, like the first night we did stop in Gatineau and Quebec mm-hmm. um, and we found like that they had a spot open in the provincial park. They had quite a few spots. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, so we, we stayed there and these two raccoons just doing a tour of the park like they did not give a shit like because i was getting our campfire started yeah right and our food was all in bear canisters and i think we'd already put it in the car so you know we we didn't have any food out or anything but they could smell it and no it was it was out on the picnic table they could smell the food you know they couldn't access it um but like literally i don't know maybe maybe the one raccoon like came within five feet of me and he's just looking and it's like okay asshole what are you doing you know, <laughs> like I'm talking to him, you know, and it's like, uh, how about you be on your way? And he sort of like goes, oh, okay. And he turns around and he just <laughs> walks away. 
<laughs> you know, and you got the picture of that I other guess, one peeking around the tree. Oh yeah, because I kept coming up to it. And it kept. It was. It was really. It was almost like a dog. It was yeah. really cute. I wanted to go pet it. I'm like, I don't think I should pet a raccoon. No. <laughs> you know, but it was funny how just the two were walking together. Yeah. You know, just like on a little tour around the park. Oh yeah, they were looking for. They were pretty brazen. Yeah. You know. Didn't care. Like manage your food, people. Um, oh yeah. You know, but it's funny because Gatineau did have signs up about bears and. Uh, uh animal bears too yeah they had a like it was bears and raccoons were the two they had oh, on that thing. okay i didn't see the bears you know put your food in the you know but i am familiar with um because i went to school in ottawa like i remember riding on biking on a bike path seeing two baby cubs yeah it's like holy fuck yeah people were, were gonna stop and hang out with the cubs i'm like no that's about the dumbest thing you can do like um yeah they're international students they didn't know I'm yeah. like, no you keep writing anyway but um yeah that was kind of interesting how montreal area like and even in the rural area like it was just odd they had signs for deer but yeah but maybe it was the quarries too like we were really close to a quarry pit yeah it's all the noise but um yeah no it's it's um we're excited to go back we're already looking to go back and you know explore some more um it was really a lot of fun how like we would do two things in a day which was different for me i don't know if you've ever done that before but you and i haven't done that together usually in the past if we go climbing we just go climbing if we go backpacking we go backpacking i mean i guess utah we did a bit of both that one trip Mm -hmm. but uh every day we you know the one day we went hike we hiked and then we climbed the next day we went mountain biking and then we climbed. Like we always did two things, which mm-hmm. was really good because rather than spending a lot of time doing just one thing and kind of wearing down your muscles, because even maybe you, haven't, you don't do that all the time back to back. We did it at a moderate, you know, couple hours of mountain biking, good workout, fun. Yeah. And then go back, have lunch, chill a bit, go climbing. Yeah. You know, and it really just paced it out well and it's great for recovery, right? Rather, because you know how if you do something for a long time and then you stop and you do nothing. You just kind of seize up. You seize up. Whereas if you're now doing a different activity, you use different muscle groups. So it worked out. Honestly, it was, I felt like it was a wonderful trip from, I unplugged right away from work, mm-hmm. you know? It's been busy and it was just like, you felt like a kid because we didn't know what the plan, we didn't really have a plan. We had an idea of a couple locations we wanted to check out, yep. but we didn't know if we were going to be able to get accommodations or campsites and that was fun. You can always find a Walmart parking lot to sleep in. Good God. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think uh, obviously if you climb... Uh, or mountain bike or hike. Uh, like these are, you know, for for, uh, you know, American uh people that are just across the border. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. New Hampshire, Vermont. Not that say that you know. Obviously, I don't because obviously in in. Uh, New Hampshire, they've got great climbing. <laughs> um, and New York, we know, obviously, between the gunks and the dacks and, 
they've got great climbing too. But, you know, if you want kind of a, a bit of feeling of exotic, it's very accessible. Uh, and then, obviously, anybody from Ontario. Uh, obviously, Toronto's like an hour closer than we are. You know, yeah. so anybody out of Toronto. Uh, it's going to be about... Um, it'll be about six, six hours. hours from Toronto. Yeah. Um, I would recommend breaking it up, you know. You know, especially as a mountain biker, because it's so easy for us to find a forest and trails. Yeah. They're everywhere. Um, we just find trails along the way and then take a break and go. Yeah. Ride for a bit. You know, like, you know how it is when you sit in your car for a long time, right? Um, but going back to, like, going to a place that's a little bit more exotic, like, different. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know. Je ne sais quoi. Okay, it's a je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, how to describe it exactly, but it's it's like that rural maple syrup, beanie, beer, and just enjoy joie de vivre. Like it's it's that feeling that's just there. Well, there. there so Catherine speaks French and, you know, has a, has a, like a romance about sort of the, the whole French culture. Um, so I'll come at it as, uh, <laughs> you know, just the hardcore Anglais. Um, they're, they're, what I like with Quebec is they have much more of a outdoor culture um, that is not just the outdoor people, mm. right? Um, and this is something that here in Ontario we can learn, um, is that there is an integration between stakeholders like local businesses, uh, all of that type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, the governments and the municipalities, mm-hmm. um, the actual like park services, the outdoor groups like the climbing guides and the climbing associations and the mountain bike associations and the velo clubs, you know, the bike clubs um, and the outdoor people, right? It, it's a thing where uh, here in Ontario, like with climbing, um, other than Halton, which seems to have it, you know, Halton Conservation, which has, you know, uh, Kelso and Rattlesnake and mm-hmm. Nemo mm-hmm. and, and they're, um, they don't have camping or anything like that, but, um, accessibility is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, you run into the thing where like Devil's Glen was closed this year. Um, Lion's Head has poor accessibility. There's no parking like the locals and the local municipality doesn't really seem to support climbing, right? There's no camping in the area. Um, so you have this beautiful resource, um, but not all the levels, like the locals don't want climbers there. Like the municipality isn't really supporting it. They're not into it themselves. No, but, but I think a lot of, there's probably like a lot of the, the local French government people aren't into it themselves, you know? Um, but there's just sort of a thing where it all ties together. Uh, and that's sort of a thing that we seem to be missing here in Ontario. Like the fact that you can't rock climb other than Bon Echo, um, which kind of got grandfathered in, you can't rock climb at any of our provincial parks. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like it's, it's a banned activity. Um, uh, you know, you don't see, um, mountain biking's improved, you know, cause obviously Turkey Point Provincial Park, mm-hmm. you've got the mountain bike trails in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so mountain biking's improving. It's mm-hmm. a lot better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of that development is all local. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but the fact is camping is still an issue, right? You don't have well, the even same. with the Bruce Trail. Yeah, the fact it's that. bullshit. Yeah, you have a trail that's 900 kilometers long that you can't legally camp on. You, you know? You're just supposed to section hike it. Yeah. And even that, there's places that there's there aren't. Like in fucking Tobamori, you can't even get an Uber. Mm-hmm. Like if you go and, you know, do a section of the Bruce Trail. You've got no way to get back to your car. So it's a big production to do it. Like you have to have two people with cars. Like that's just ridiculous. Like why people aren't, that's a business to be made. Yeah. A shuttle service. Yeah, but even even just down to the thing of like uh, having like the huts and like designated campsites all along the trail like they have mm-hmm. on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. The lean-tos. Yeah. Why not? You know? There seems to be more of a conservative uh, feeling, attitude, in general. I will speak to everything, like not just outdoors, but in general. I remember when I was in Belgium and coming back, it's like, wow, people are so uptight here. Rules about everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you can't do that. Or it's like or the fear of something, you know? And I think, too, we have a lot of land, but people are very, that's my land, you know, versus Mm -hmm. it's our land and we just naturally share it. So it's, I felt, I felt um, a very much of a, um, even in the very rural areas where they didn't speak English and my French was, you know, I was trying to understand them. They're very much welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, I think there's that, that issue of, uh, uh, whether it's a concern of liability or, um, because it, it, it seems to be a thing that we found in Quebec. It's like you, you have some rock walls. Well, uh, of course they're open for climbing, um, oh, well, this area makes sense to build trails. Uh, so, yes, they're open for riding. You know, and obviously some things might be, like, you pay for access because, you know, it costs money to maintain these things. Um, but all of them are very reasonable. You know, like, eight bucks a day for for Val David um, mm-hmm. with, with the sheer number of trails and climbs that are there. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Uh, same thing where where we were staying. What Camp Fortune, at the ski resort is like what six seven, day? Yeah, seven bucks a day. Yeah. Ride there. Yeah, um, and it's beautiful trails. It's on the honor system or something like that. You yeah, know? Um, you know, so having these different places where there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of free stuff, um, but with certain areas, you know, it's pay to play. Uh, but it's perfectly reasonable. It's not exorbitant. Whereas like to climb at Bon Echo is 25 bucks a day. And, you know, like it's, it's not an accessible, you know, 
like they 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 haven't. And that doesn't of, even include the canoe that you're gonna need. Yeah, like they haven't set it to up to access it. Um, to be from the water friendly. You know, as far as inviting for people. No. Right. Um, whereas everywhere we went, uh, was you know easy to get to. Um, well, Free for kids. It's like, know, oh, you got kids? Yeah, bring them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's well signed. The prices, yeah. you know, the stuff you do pay for, you mm-hmm. know, access wise yeah. is quite reasonable. Right. So, like, it's a perfectly uh, reasonable, kind of accessible um, area. Mm-hmm. Right. And. You know, we're just scratching the surface, right? Because we're just sort of in the Tremblant area. Oh, yeah. There's uh, Saguenay, uh, just near Quebec And Charlois. And near Quebec City. You know. Um, there's some massive fjords there that you can do some big wall climbing. And um, there's, there's backpacking there's trips a, around uh, it. What's that called? Via um, Ferrata. Via Ferrata. That's like amazing. Pretty ex- like high exposure. I think you're like over a thousand feet up. And that guy was tightrope walking, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like you're harnessed in, obviously, right? And you can drag your harness on the one above it and just walk across. But you're essentially on a wire. Yeah. Like Via Ferrata is like Italian for Iron Way. And it, it basically gives you the exposure of rock climbing without having to know how to rock climb. They've built cables and anchors into the side of a cliff. Um, and there's like mm. steel rungs and that type of thing. So it, it's physically demanding in the sense of like, you know, you're, you're, you're climbing these ladders and crossing bridges and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, but you're always like, you have two lanyards and you're clipping as you go. Um, so you're, you're never in any real danger of a big fall or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but you get that exposure of rock climbing. You can hang there and just you know always make sure you're clipped. In. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get the exposure of rock climbing without having to know all the safety and yeah. you know do yeah. all the the safety stuff yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of a neat. Um, it's not cheap. <laughs> uh, no, but it's thrilling. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that tightrope. Exp- like I, oh man, I think I I probably cry. Yeah, but you do it. So there was a moment where we were slab wall climbing, and it's not hard, but it's all in my head, right? Because I haven't. Cl- this is my first time out this season. Last year, it was like a year ago. Yeah, because I climbed, right? Because COVID kind of gets in the way of everything. Well, I said I also had some injuries, so mm, in terms yeah. of indoor climbing and stuff, hand and elbow. Anyway, um, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to do it. He's like. Do you want to do it? No. It goes, I thought you would. Yes. <laughs> it's just constantly, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm easily persuaded. And you did it. I did do it. I didn't want to do it, but then I did it. It's all in your head, right? But, um, which is why I like the mountain biking so much. It feels so much safer, even though it's probably not because so many more crashes. Yeah. But I haven't, knock on wood. None of them have been like massive wipeouts. It's like bumps and bruises. 
Yeah, I just had a raspberry. I got to put some something on this raspberry because it's... Yeah, you scraped your... Inf- I haven't cleaned it and it's, it's hurting, so yeah. I think it's infected. Yeah, you just scraped your elbow against a rock. Because when you should have like... I've fallen off that platform. My bike was still on it. I yeah, just you fell over sideways. Sideways. We have a funny picture. It looks like I'm coming on to whoever I'm looking at. Like, like I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, it's the thing. Your feet were still on your bike, but you'd fallen over. It was just the rock that kept you from falling off of the bridge. It was only like three feet high, but yeah. still, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was a lot of good fun. We uh, really enjoyed ourselves. Um, definitely want to go back. Yeah, we, we will because we have a timeshare now. We do. Yeah. Um, so it, for anybody who wants like more details, we're going to put like a lot of, you know, we'll put links in the show notes. Uh, and I'm in the process. I'm writing about the best mountain biking around there right now. I started writing that this morning. Um, and then we're going to write about uh, the different camp areas and you know all the guidelines and rules and all that kind of thing and like how to do it. Um, going to write about the climbing areas. Yeah, we'll do a trip agenda on this one, mm-hmm. like the route that we did, and and some photos to give you an idea. But truly, it was uh, loads of fun. Yeah, and for us, it's it's the same distance away or time as it takes to get to the Adirondacks in New York. See, so the Adirondacks doesn't have mountain biking trails. No. No, Which I don't even know if I'd want to bike on their mountains anyway. <laughs> no. But the thing... <laughs> but nevertheless, they like should. They've got... Uh, yeah, it's just trickier. The terrain... Uh, it's pretty rugged. You know. Um, so it, it, it's finding other areas, maybe not in the high peaks. Saranac. You know, to develop uh, mountain mm-hmm. bike trails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because New York's got a ton of mountain bike trails. They just don't happen to be in the high peaks region. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but what you'll run into, like the DACs are great for backpacking and rock climbing. Uh, you know, the area we were in is great for climbing and mountain biking. It's not as good for backpacking. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just, everybody's got its flavor, Mm -hmm. you know, great hiking, but you know, again, it's not, it's too commercial for like big backpacking. You know, that's going to be a little further off in Quebec. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. There's plenty of it there. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, like all I can say though is like, uh, you know, finding places where as an outdoors enthusiast, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got like a four season playground that's really affordable. Uh, and don't get us wrong, like Montreal area is, is expensive, but but to have still have access to, to the playground, mm-hmm. that yeah, is, like if you, as you just said, is, that is affordable, and we call it, that's why we call it the dirtbag time chair. Yeah, you know, because obviously, if you go rent a chalet at Tremblant, right? Like, like I oh, said, yeah. it's it's a high end, you know, world renowned ski resort. They're not cheap. Um, uh, but you get into uh, some of these other little areas, um, you know, because for us, it's like camping's fun, you know, so so having accessible camping combined with all of our activities uh, is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So hopefully uh, some of you people will go check it out. Check out all the details. And uh, Sure. Excuse me. We showed you ours. You show us yours. Yeah. <laughs> tell us where. You know, tell us your gems. Yeah. Please. You know. Because I, I don't know, I kind of debated, do we really want to share this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, but that's. I, uh, I did ask Patrick. I'm like, do you want more people to come here or no? Just asking. You yeah. Know. He's yeah, like, like, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, so. Okay. It, there, there's just something like, and, and bear in mind, like this is not a fancy resort. You're camping, you're pooping in a well-done outhouse. Uh, it has lights though, and really good smelling hand sanitizer. <laughs> you know, and they they stock the, you know, the toilet paper. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like if you're so used to camping and you know backcountry camping, and I'm talking backcountry, not car camping. Yeah, this is an upgrade. Yeah. massive yeah and nice. uh so uh we'll yeah. in the future as we go back you know because we're going to be going back in the winter um we'll let you know how that is um and uh you know it, you it, we may we may end up getting ourselves fat bikes this winter yeah mm. uh, so uh yes you know, it'll be you're thinking about it too uh well obviously if you get one it kind of makes sense Mm-hmm. you know um so yeah these are these are sort of uh, our musings about our most recent trip and uh, uh we we do these things to open doors for all of you guys you know it's kind of like our public service there <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go you know all right winston uh work hard play dirty bye